The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. I feel like I'm drinking water that somebody like siphoned through a sock to, to purify it. <laughs> They're like, hey, let me, let me purify this water. I know. Let me grab a dirty sock and I'll, oh, pure, I'll stream the water from it. That's, that's what I'm tasting right now. You sound like the internet. Oh my god! The, the the how bad Lacroix gets bashed on the internet is not even oh. funny. The aftertaste is what's funky. I I don't know what aftertaste it is you speak of because Lacroix is amazing. Just saying. All right. Oh, oh you hit the live button. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. All right. I made the cough noise. <laughs> we start the show. <laughs> oh man, I, I need I need water to drink to to wash down this water. No, sir. Let me get one more. So, like Lacroix tastes like the only soft drink that allow in a dystopian future where no one is allowed to have emotions. Oh man, if I need to finish this by the end of the show, but I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this by the end of the show. You're so I'm feeling like as it gets warm, it gets worse. Oh man! See, is Lacroix, that true? Is it true? No, I I drink them all the time. I have no problems with them. But you know, at there are people warm. out there. Yeah, I'll drink it lukewarm. Yeah, I got. I have no problems with the Lacroix. I, one more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Lacroix right. tastes like someone that ate a fruit salad and then burped into your water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Who said? Did you say that, or did you look that up? I'm. I'm gonna just. Throwing the crow burns throughout is, the show just because that, that is a perfect answer right there. That is exactly what I'm tasting. All right. Here we go. Make the golf noise. We start the show. Oh, I hope this doesn't look suck. <laughs> oh goodness, that was that was all the cheesiness. Here we go. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey there, family. Welcome to another PSVG OT. The, uh, that sucked. Where I couldn't even read my intro because I was thinking about the aftertaste from the LaCroix. I was like, what is that? Oh, man. LaCroix is great. Intro take oh. two. This is our first time we've ever messed up an intro. Thanks, 40, LaCroix. 47 episodes in, and our first intro blunder comes from LaCroix. Let me get one more of these. Oh, so I can just be all in my feelings about it. This hope sponsorship from LaCroix is not going well at all. No, so. it's not. They're not sending us anything. <laughs> They're going to send us a cease and desist. <laughs> Please never talk about our product on your show again. <laughs> oh, man. Make the cough noise a second time. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Hello, family. Welcome to PSVG OT, episode number 47. It's I, your host, Coach Mo, joined by my brother, my fam, the Laman to my Laman. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, how are you doing, bud? 
I am doing good. It's not super late. Trying to keep on this trend of earlier shows. My boy yeah, is drinking sure. a delicious LaCroix and it's having him all up in his feelings. <laughs> I'm drinking a LaCroix. <laughs> delicious is a tough term. I don't know. Uh, so basically what happened was we were talking. Pretty- <laughs> Whoa, dogfight. Hold on. Pause. That out, okay. that out, Go ahead and talk about your life. Um, yeah, my life is good. You know, we're out here chilling. Uh, the Rams won. There was a questionable call. Um, yeah, that was definitely P.I. For all the people who who say that, you know, games aren't one off one play. That one play, I'm pretty sure, is what got the Rams to the Super Bowl. Um, but other than that, you know, things are well. The wife goes back to teaching next week. So that'll be fun. Uh, we celebrate uh, Martin Luther the King Jr.'s birthday tomorrow. So that's good. So I, I have another day off. Get to hang out with the fam and just chill out. So that'll be nice. Um, other than that, you know, things are just things are things. We're just out here trying to maintain, trying to keep the kids from killing each other. Uh, Hudson is at that that rare age where uh, he's got just all the energy in the world and not a whole lot of places to put it. So he's just out there running amok, driving his sister insane. Uh, we have to re sleep train him again because. He keeps deciding he wants to get up and then get in our bed in the middle of the night. And I got to like put him back in his bed, which then interrupts my sleep. So I get to be exhausted because he refuses to stay in his bed. Um, and that's not fun for anybody. So other than that, you know, things we were just chilling. We out here. We out here. That's all I got. See, I have the same problem. I have two dogs who slept all day. They've been napping. And now that it's dinner time, they're fighting over who gets to go to which side of the bowl. Oh. So it's, it's basically the same, except, you know, <laughs> yours are human beings. Yeah. Mine are not. Mine, mine are like human. No, they're just dogs. They're, they're a little yeah. weird, but I love, them to, I love them to pieces. So, yeah, we're having one of those. We just woke up from a long nap, and there's food, and we need to decide who gets to eat the most food. But it's, it's just one of those. We just kind of push through it. I like What I love about these two pups and I'm just going to throw this out there. We, we did have a third dog for a while who, who ended up passing away. Oh. Um, but with these two, they never ever like would escalate. Like they growl, bark, get in each other's face every once in a while. And mm-hmm. then the young one just licks the other dog's face. I was like, <laughs> hey, this is totally going to solve the problem, right? If I just like put my tongue in your mouth, and I'm like, you must be watching daddy a lot because that's my go to whenever mom's mad at me. Um, <laughs> So I mean, I'm a bad influence on him, but it, that's about as far as it gets. But every once in a while, like my, our older dog, she's nine. And sometimes mm. she lets out that growl that lets me know, hey, if you don't get between it, I'm going to finish it. And wow. I, I'm, I, that's when I got that's why I got up. I was like, oh, that's not the growl we want to hear. That's the that's the someone's going to die growl. <laughs> that's oh, that's not the lick my face growl. So, oh, well, fun times. Now that we've had a. Uh, Horrible, horrible intro ruined by our sponsor today. LaCroix. Yeah, so yeah, LaCroix tastes like my ability to retain information for exams. If the exam <laughs> I'm studying for is what certain fruits taste like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We had an inter- interruption by two dogs fighting. It's normally you who has the interruption. This is this is there. Yeah, this, this is uncharted territory in this episode. We are um, in the bizarro world. Yeah, it's I like it. It's fun. But our, our, we're actually going to be having more of a serious talk um, because tomorrow is a very, very special day. Um, yes, it is. It, it's Martin Luther King Day, a yep. day that 
my wife and I have always done something special on. And, and the last three years, I was actually gotten to be a part of a march that our students did. Uh, oh. They wake up early. They walk, walk, walk. Um, they, they go out and do things in the community. But the walk was always like the important part was mm-hmm. getting together and being together and marching. Um, this year, the school I'm at right now doesn't do any of that stuff. And I didn't realize how much I was going to miss it. So what I wanted to talk about is our, our, our story for today was when you're getting involved in, in these kind of um, political marches, these things that, that have a deeper meaning, um, what do you think the best way to start getting involved is? And what was the most important way that you have gotten involved? Um, and so for me, like the, the being involved is easy. My last campus, I, I was with a large uh, group of, uh, I think it's like 95% of our kids live below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you talk about Martin Luther King, like his name is held in a reverence that I've rarely seen, especially with those kids. And so when we did our march and we would go out there and walk and, and do community service events afterwards and really, really like put in meaning for how important the day is, I like, I've always, I've had that for such a long time. Mm-hmm. But this being my first year at a school that doesn't do that, it's really awkward. It's really uncomfortable for me. Like, I feel like I should have been looking to go do something. But I'm right. so used to, like, oh, it's Martin Luther King Day. Like, we're going to be doing this, 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 and this. And now that I'm in this new area, it's not as prevalent. And so I'm a little disappointed in myself. Uh, we actually talked about driving up to Atlanta um, where – uh, one of his museums is, but because of the whole government shutdown, we weren't sure if it would be open. Uh. Um, so we ended up not doing that. And so that's kind of where we're, we're stuck at this year. Um, kind of wishing we would have done more and like feeling kind of helpless about it. So mm-hmm. how about for you in the past, what were things that, that you've done or been a part of? So <laughs> it's funny. Um, we always would just go to the parade. Like that was our biggest thing. Uh, the Martin Luther King Day Parade on MLK Boulevard in LA. Like that was just like a big thing that as a child and like throughout high school, we always did. There wasn't anything that we ever did to get involved big time. And I think about just like the time that we were in, like there wasn't this huge political like awareness or, or, or backlash or anything at the time that I was in high school. And even like throughout college, it just wasn't, you know, where we are now, like it, everybody's just so much more, I would say, politically aware currently as we weren't like in the 90s, like the 90s. We it just like looking back, we just weren't in that place. Like it wasn't it didn't feel like we had taken a step back. It felt like, you know, things were good. We were moving forward. You didn't see the rampant racism. You didn't see just the hate that like we're feeling like right now. Um, and I didn't, I didn't attend a school that was like 90% below the poverty line or anything like that. So like, we were always, you know, hyper aware of Martin Luther King, um, what he accomplished, what he did. And we made sure that we've made sure that like our kids understand, you know, black history month and what it's about. And what's really funny is last year, my, our daughter was in the, the first grade and they celebrated black history month. And it's really awkward because they're, she's at a school, it's a Christian school, and it's 99% white. The 1% is pretty much other. All other persons of color would be like the 1%. And 
you have teachers that don't really know how to teach black history. We get like, it was just, it was just bad. Like some of the stuff that we got was so bad and it was just like the most basic stuff. Um, they did some stuff on slavery that we were like, Whoa, that's, that's not good. Um, it was something like, how would you, how would you go about how, if you were a slave, like, what would you, what would you think about that? Or how would you, and it was just, it just didn't hit, it hit all the wrong marks. So like we, we reached out and we actually, she, my wife, she actually sent um, a lot of like black history information to uh, the school, um, to her teacher to be able to actually teach because, and the teacher responded back, like, thank you so much. Like, I didn't even know about half of this stuff. And it just shows you like, we live in our bubbles. And if you're not challenged outside, outside of that, that your bubble that you've created for yourself or that you just happen to, you know, live in without knowing like some of the plight of other people, you really, really have no idea how bad it is for certain individuals. And you really don't understand what Martin Luther King was fighting for. Um, we, you think about just the, like how recent that was in the terms of, in terms of just time, like that wasn't that long ago that he, we were just marching for just basic civil rights like the the right for women to vote, the right for pe- persons of color to vote. Like it wasn't that long ago. Like you, when you really sit down and think about it, it was not that long ago that we were just so oppressed and so segregated. And I just look at some of the stuff that's going on in the nation right now. And it just feels like we've taken so many steps back and it's, it's really saddening. And it just highlights how important, you know, tomorrow is and just celebrating his legacy and talking about the things that he fought for. Um, it just it's just really relevant. I I, I want to do more and I realize that, you know, we haven't done enough. And it's really hard, especially out here in Bakersfield. Like, it's just it's just a really, really weird, awkward place because it's it's Republican. It's it's very conservative and they don't do a whole lot. Like Black History Month almost feels like it's like kind of like pushed under the rug. Like, yeah, OK. And just I haven't. Like, <laughs> I haven't heard anything about from Hunter School or or Hudson's Daycare about you know MLK Day other than it's a day that they won't have school or or service. So hmm. see, and I really love that the teacher responded that way. Like those, that's a good teacher. Like yeah. the, a good teacher, when you're faced with something like that, your your response is should be from a place of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I take it from so. I didn't know a lot about my heritage growing up. Like I knew we were Irish, but I didn't really understand like how Irish we were. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, have you ever seen the movie uh, Snatch? Of course. Okay. So you know the traveling people in there? The gypsies. Mm-hmm. That, that's what my family was ah. like, that came over to America. Um, and so when I my grandfather would talk about him and he would talk about you know, here, you know, you're labeled, you're labeled, you're labeled. And and to him, he was talking about your social security number. Like you're mm. forced to live inside these means. And when I think about the stories and the things I was told about how Ireland had just become free from oppression in the 1940s, 1950s, I think they became an official country in like 1963 or something like that. Um, and so, but, you know, he was always talking about, you know, we've been slaves to the English for, for thousands of years and all these things they went through. And then, but that's never taught either. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's like slavery across the, the whole spectrum, they try to like really push away because they don't want to have the conversation. Yeah. And and when you talked about that, like it kind of brought it to my memory the stories that I was told about how you know you, people would just take your land or take your things, and and that's why they traveled. 
because um, my grandfather said, if you could travel, you could run away and move and take the things that matter to you. And what he meant by that was your family. And so like when I'm hearing you talk about how it, was, it wasn't taught right and how, you know, it wasn't shown in the right way, like that made me go, yeah, like these are things that we need to have these conversations about because mm-hmm. of how horrible they are. Yeah. So that's kind of why I think that even though we've taken giant steps back as a society, I believe it's partially because of social media it brings a lot to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Like if you would have told me yesterday, hey, a group of kids from a Catholic school are going to go to Washington, D.C., and they're going to they're going to not only bully, but intimidate an old Native American man who's playing a drum. I would have told you there's no way that that's not the world we live in. But social media shows us how mm-hmm. arrogant and horrible those people were. It took all I had to not to post online. Hey, if I ever saw a kid like that, do pull this on like that, they would catch a fist to the face. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to post it. But as a teacher, I can't I can't put online, man, that kid deserves to be punched in the face because, you know, that makes me look like a monster because right. you don't always know the context. So now you know the context. I think his actions are disgusting. Absolutely. I wish an adult would have gotten in between them. Like I'm talking the moment he saw it, an adult should have been. No, that's not how we act. That was horrible. The fact that that video is 30 seconds long with the entire group of people acting a fool. Yeah. Just broke. That part is, mm. it's like that's learned behavior. That's not something he decided to do like right in the moment. Like I feel like that is our failure as a society to teach better. I yep. mean, like you like you said it. Like we don't teach that kind of stuff. Like we just assume that everybody's a good person and everybody's being taught the same things and that everybody that we treat each other like humans. And it just shows you right now that just in, in our nation, like we don't treat each other like human beings for, for that kid to, to go to a school that is supposed to be about Jesus and uplifting and being a better person for him to treat another human, regardless of, of skin color, race, any of that, to treat another human that way is so unchristlike, which you would suppose he's being taught in school. It is very, very saddening and very off-putting. It's just like, how, how do we get here? How are we not teaching our children better? How are we not setting better examples? How do we live in a world where stuff like that happens and happens way too frequently? No, you. there's a tattoo I always wanted to get, but never did. And it's Emmanuel um, de Christi, which is like the image of Christ, mm-hmm. which is what all all Christian religions should be trying to teach their their children to be in the image of Christ, to to right. live a Christ like life. And if you're not a Christian, that's okay. Um, what we've talked about on the show, I've dated a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. Um, one of my long term, most serious relationships was with a woman who was Muslim. I learned more about the the Muslim culture than. I ever thought, uh, not possible. I learned more about how accepting and loving a lot of that culture is. And they just have some bad eggs ruining it for a lot of people. Um, but if you're, if you're Christian and you're supposed to be raising someone to be in the image of somebody, I don't ever remember there being a story in the Bible where he's a douchebag. Right. Like, I don't remember there being like a parable or like Jesus, like, Oh, Hey, but if they're different color than you, you totally act like a prick and ruin it for everybody. No, he doesn't do that. He loves the sinners. 
He loves everybody. Like he doesn't care who you are. He was like, hey, back when Jews weren't supposed to be hanging out with Gentiles, he's like, hey, Roman, get on over here. Come sit down. Have some bread. Let's have some food. Let's, let's chill and talk. That's who he exactly. wants. So you're telling me that this person, your religion is based off of the person you're supposed to literally be following. He's cool with this crap fiesta you're pulling. And I, I just don't understand it, man. Like it, it bothers me to, yeah. to the core. You know, it's just. Mm. Yeah, I can. We can go so many directions with that, because even just like. <sighs> do you want to go here? Do you want to take it there? Do we're already here. <laughs> We're so, already here. If, listen, our, our, if, our president. The, oh, God. Like, the yes. fact that there are so many people who claim to be Christians and and like they say that he that they they follow him and they want to they they they're pro Trump because he's part of the Christian agenda. Yet, so much of his what he's about and what he's done and the things that have been shown from him is so much hate. But how could you ever, as a Christian, support his agenda like i don't understand i can understand okay yeah you're you're catholic and you're anti-abortion i don't know if that is necessarily something that jesus would be okay with because it's 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 i so i I can say okay yeah you're you're following him you're with trump because he's anti he's anti-abortion he's pro-life or whatnot and you want to follow him off that but there are so many other things that he does that is not christ-like at all so for you to want to be pro someone who is so against the teachings of jesus that it makes no sense i don't understand it and again it leads me to like how did we get here like what is going on it is just it's beyond me it is so far beyond me what's going on in this country and the hate and just the nonsense that is going on it just it is just beyond me I don't understand it. I don't know how we got here and it just, it infuriates and it terrifies me. It absolutely terrifies me, especially for my kids, like bringing them up into this world where persons of color get, I mean, you get pulled over for a traffic stop and you don't know what's going to happen. It's terrifying. Like I think about all the time, like me being in the car with my kids and if I get pulled over for anything, like I'm terrified, absolutely terrified. And the worst part is I know a lot of the cops. I work with a lot of the cops, like as working for the city of Bakersfield in IT, I see cops on a daily basis, but yet and still I am so programmed from what I've seen, from what I've experienced on my own, that I am terrified of being pulled over. Absolutely terrified. I'm terrified when like just thinking about my, my kid walking down the street, like as, as a person of color, like it's terrifying. Mm, sorry. I was about to cry. Just hearing you talk because these are fears that I don't want anyone to have, but most importantly, someone I love as much as you to have like, and I wish there was more like I could be doing to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't vote this year. One of the, one of the first times I haven't done it in a while. But it was because of the simple fact that when I prayed, I did not feel comfortable voting for Hillary or for Trump. Um, and, and Hillary wasn't the, the email thing I didn't like. It, that, that had nothing to do with it. My, my issue came more when her and Bill went through that rough patch. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them like talk about how they reconciled it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
and Absolutely. and I would have loved to have had her talk more about how that infidelity, how she got through it, and more transparent with that. And I don't know everybody feels that way, but that I that was part of it from like why I didn't I wasn't a Hillary fan back then. Like I was like, no, your husband's a cheater. Like you leave cheaters. And in my head, I didn't understand why she didn't leave. Like I wanted more clarification on this. That's what I loved about Michelle Obama. And I'm not saying Barack was perfect. But I've seen in her book and other things where she calls Brock out on things. Like, that's how I, my wife calls me out on things. But then the way that, like, she kept running for things and saying things, and I feel like she was throwing just as much hate as mm-hmm. Trump was throwing. And I would have rather had her to go, you know what, yeah, the person I'm running against is a child, and he's making these mistakes and these arguments. But here's what I'm trying to do. You yeah. know what I mean? When I voted for Barack, it was because of the speech he made about change and that led into his wife talking about how she wanted to help physical education teachers. And because the, the, the way I'm judged is off how a student does in my class, mm-hmm. how they pass a certain test, okay? Whether it's the PACER, whether it's the fitness test, whichever one we're using. But when we're serving them these horrible lunches that are literally helping these kids gain fat, that hurts them my job it makes my life harder and she, her main agenda was we we're gonna fix these school lunches and I, that's why i fell in love with the lady mm-hmm. and that's why i proposed to michelle obama many many times i let her know i'm in love with you <laughs> michelle um because she literally stood for fixing something that like affected me directly right mm-hmm. but with the this last time there was neither neither proponent made me go yeah i totally want to vote for that person i was like no you're right. both tool bags and there's no third party like everyone's like, well, you can vote for this third party. No, no, no. If if I vote for a third party, let's they're say all of, all of America votes for the third party, we're still gonna lose, guys, because the Senate and the House and their electoral college votes—that's who wins. It has nothing to do with what we vote for, and that that's that's God. That sucks. Yeah. You <laughs> know what I mean? College. Oh man, that's such a. Such oh. another another topic that oh god that we're talking about. We need to get rid of that. It's it's such a waste. <laughs> so this is our most serious podcast of all time. Absolutely. So do we stay on this, or do, I mean, do, we, do we throw in some of these questions? Because none of my questions today were serious. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we could we could stay here for a while, but I mm-hmm. think we this would be a a topic or a podcast that we need to actually prepare for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually bring in questions. So yeah. people this is listening. When you need like Donnie on and like absolutely his brain. You know absolutely. I mean? Like him just, you're both idiots. Here's what has to be. And then we'll be like, oh, yeah, that works. Donnie, yeah. you know more than I do. He definitely, he, he, so. he follows a lot more of that stuff closer than I do. Yeah. For me, it's a lot, a lot of it is emotion. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have those. So, listeners, if you want to hear us get super real with any of any topics, anything at all, let us know on Twitter. So hit us up at PSVGOT or hit us up in our Discord, discord.com slash PSVG, I think it is. And let us know if you want to hear us get real on any, any any specific topic. And if you'd like us to have a guest on to also discuss and banter back and forth about said topic. So with that in mind, let's get to some of these messages and take this up a notch. All right. Okay. Calm the emotions back into it. Um, so our first question comes from our little homie, Lil Shy. 
Um, you know, she, she's been through a lot on the show. She uh, got a boyfriend, went to a dance. Oh, wait. Went to a dance, then got a boyfriend. I did those backwards. Um, <laughs> congratulations, you two. You're awfully cute. Thank you for keeping me involved in your awesome little lives. Um, but she's currently going through a drought. Her team is 0-7 since the departure of, let's just say, an old coach who I, I don't think it's because I left that they're losing. I think it's more that that division's really tough. Okay, so I just want to throw out there right now, but uh, I, you know, so they're on seven. So her her question for us is: after going zero and seven, what is the biggest funk changer you've ever had? So how did you get out of a funk, Dev? See, I'm probably the worst person to ask this question because in my high school career football, I went zero and thirty, didn't win a single game, not at all, not a win, Ooh. didn't that, didn't didn't see a W. We lost every single game that I played in in high school. We had some close ones. We okay. also had some really bad ones because we <laughs> there was a there was a contract that was signed to make us play against these uh, really upper echelon high schools. Um, it was just a money thing, and uh, we got beat by those schools three years in a row, like fifty-one to nothing. Like it was, they were just so far out of our league, it wasn't even funny. So. Yeah. As far as getting out of a funk, like every week we had to get out of a funk because we were getting our butts handed to us. And like the best thing you can do is just, you know, keep pushing, watch, watch film. Like, oh my God, I wish we would have watched more film. Like watch film to see, you know, the little things you can tighten up. Look at the stuff that, you know, is a little off that you can work on, you know, do that and just let you, let yourself know, you know what? Hey, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's just like, you know, like Kobe. You just got to keep shooting. You can't. You can't get down on yourself. You can't start to wallow in it and then let like you know the funk overtake you. You got to just. You got to shoot yourself out of it. You got to play through it. You got to talk. You got to. You got to psych yourself up. You got to get whatever teammate is like your ace. Y'all got to psych each other up so y'all can keep pushing through and get out of the funk. You just can't let the funk overtake you. It's just got to be one of those things where you're you're constantly looking at your game, seeing where you can tighten things up, and then just keep playing hard. Keep playing hard. And just play through the font. That's good. Um, for me, you got to change the socks. Um, and that's a saying that I've used in the past. And, and what I mean by it is um, when you're going through a funk, something in your daily devotion to that sport, your daily rituals, your practices has to change because losing is a learned behavior. Like you lose because you continue doing what losers do. You continue practicing like a loser. You continue working like a loser. You could, it's, there's something wrong. Um, I've had teams that were not super talented win me state championships as a coach. And I've had my best, most athletic, amazing teams who had athletes who all went division one and I've lost and not made the playoffs. Um, and it's all about, Again, you got to change the socks. So if you're going through hard times, if things are getting bad, then you got to change something. Uh, my favorite book has a line for the 13 and a half lives of Captain Blue Bear. And that line is, when bad habits become habit, it's time to turn over a new leaf. So change your socks. Change the way you do things day in, day out. Find a better way and keep attacking. That'd be my advice. Yeah, we changed our socks. We got a new coach. And the year after I left, they won games. And a few years later, they won a title. There you go. See, it's got to change the socks. All right. So our next one comes from Micah. And Micah asks, in an alternate world where you have the power to make one choice, you can either become your favorite superhero, but only in their movie world, or 
you can rewrite a movie, but you'll never get to be a part of it. Which would you choose? Oh, man. Rewrite the X-Men. Or be Thor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those are that not the man. That's tough. Um, screw the X-Men. I'm going to be Thor because, I mean, <laughs> if I can be nice. Thor in the MCU, I mean, that, that's just that's good times. I get to pal around with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I get to make fun of people. I get to throw a hammer. Yeah. Um, you lose your eyeball. Okay. I lose my eyeball, but I get another one. You know. That's true. That's true. So that that's a positive. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got excellent hair and I'm swole. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not really seeing any negatives to being Thor at this point. No. I mean, yeah, he's his family is a little jacked up, but isn't everybody? <laughs> so. Yeah, they got I'm some gonna issues. Go with I'm gonna be Thor, and the X Men can just continue to suck in, in, in their movie universe. This is see, this is so hard for me because everything in me says be Hulk. Like that is not that is not tough for me to do. However, I could rewrite the worst superhero movie of all time, Thor Ragnarok. See here, you I could go. fix that see, hot pile you know of trash. Oh, be Hulk, fix the trash. Be Hulk. Fix the trash. Look, man, just be Hulk so we can fix Ragnarok together. But then, no, that's not the deal. The deal is if I choose to be the character, I don't get to fix it. So I'm yeah, stuck but in you get that to hang world out with me. where Hulk's wife's not there, where Scar's not yet, born, yet. where they yet. ruined two of the best characters in the entire movie. <sighs> yet. All of that, you know, we can go get you a wife and we can go, we can go do all those things. I just don't know. I move it was so bad, but I want to be Hulk. All right, I'm going to be the Hulk. Yay! Uh, so you and I tag and team in the movies. God, that movie sucks so bad. No, no, I already made my decision. It's final. Uh, these hard choices are brought to you by LaCroix, the water that tastes like water. Yeah. <laughs> LaCroix is what gentrification tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, LaCroix. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Oh. (laughs) Our third question. This is our last one. Um, This is from Jesse. Jesse wants to know, with all the games that have come out this year, is there one you've gone back to and why? Are we talking about 2019 or 2018? I'm guessing just backlog games that you've gone back to is how I'm going to take it. Um, For me, everything is a backlog game. I play Destiny like almost exclusively. So everything that I've gone back to has been a backlog game. So right mm-hmm. now what I've gone back to is Spider-Man because I want to finish it. Um, I'm trying to get through a game a month, possibly two, if I if I can really get to it. And for me, this month that game was Spider Man. So mm-hmm. I'm currently like 85% done with the campaign. I'm trying to get the platinum for it. So I have a couple more trophies left, but they'll all be like done once I finish the game. I'll also get the platinum. So I'm working it that way. But that's been the game that I've gone back to uh, this month. Mainly because like I, I, everybody talks about how great it was, and I enjoyed it. Like I played it day one, played a little bit, but then got sidetracked with just stuff. So I'm trying to make my way through my backlog. So that's been the game that I've gone back to pretty much all month. Uh, so that'll be what I finish out this month, and then next month I think I'm gonna try Detroit until we get to Anthem, and then I'll be playing Anthem for a minute. Man, 
on the anthem front, if they have like customizable pieces that you like pick up and unlock for your mech, like throughout the game, kind of like Destiny does armor. Ooh man, I'm gonna be hooked. Like There's I'm just telling you, like a lot of customization in that ooh, game. If okay, so mine it could have been there are two options, but I'm gonna talk about Destiny too. Um, a buddy of mine posted a picture of his Destiny character, and it's like 640. Is that that right? Is that the, the cap? Ma- the max is 650. Okay, so 650 then. So he he just hit the cap again. And he he threw something up there about the cap and how for Destiny 3, he thinks more stuff's going to roll over, like more than what I guess was able to roll over last time. And I sat there and I was like, you know, I haven't finished the Cade missions. Um, my light level is like 315. I'm going to just start grinding these out. So what I do is every day I've signed on and I've done the daily crucible, a daily strike. That's all I've done. And we're, we're talking seven days in a row of this. My light mm-hmm. level is like 525. And that's all I'm doing. Like I'm just jumping in, little crucible, daily strike, a little bit of the Cade missions. I've now got like four. I've beaten four of the the Warden Sergeant guys who mm-hmm. helped kill Cade. So mm-hmm. I've got two left and the, the dude I really want to kill. Um, and I'm like, man, you know, I'm just having a good time. Like just going through and doing this and i'm like man i i might get to like 600 in another week how cool would that be yeah and that's that's been me going back like i'm not playing with anybody like I, the reason i stopped doing the daily gambit run gambit with Stranger sucks yes it does that is the worst mode ever okay let me i literally had 70 percent of the primeval damage and we lost yeah because well, the they were busy trying to jump into the other team's world to shoot them. Like, guys, guys, we have one job. Kill the big monster. Stop. So here's the problem. They were probably trying to do something that had nothing to do with winning the match. Uh, there is a lot of different things that you're that, that people uh-huh. are chasing that involves, like, for example, going over and get a t- getting a team wipe. So for one of the guns, one of the steps is you got to go over and kill four opposing players in a gambit match or have, you know, four players killed by your by your team so <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff and then also i think for one of the titles the dreadigan title you got to go over and you have to kill a certain amount of people so you'll get people at this point because gambit is 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 old and you don't necessarily need to win games of gambit there are people who will go in again and literally just not even worry about playing the objective or trying to win the game because they're chasing something else that requires you to do a certain thing in gambit so yes, Gambit yeah, that, like, as a solo player is really really frustrating. But and then I texted you my my Crucible stats yeah, in Rumble <laughs> in Rumble two five. Then I go into Iron Banner and dude, I am getting murdered. Like I'm like, yeah. I what am I doing wrong? Like I'm slow playing. I have this really sweet auto rifle. I'm like my my loadout's good. Um, but if they want, like literally, I hit a guy with a grenade, threw mm-hmm. my hammer at him, unloaded a clip. His health barely went down. Like I'm talking, I maybe got through the shield. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And then I remembered in Iron Banner, light level matters. Well, the funny part about that is it only started mattering like recently. Before Iron Banner oh, was like regular Crucible, where the light light level didn't matter. Now, 
it matters. So yeah, you go in there and you're under you're under leveled, you're gonna get murked. Oh yeah. I was like and then I was like, can't they just match me with low level people? I don't see a lot of people like as low as I am light level. Yeah. Like yeah, I just got to level fifty. So yeah, like, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so if that's all you're doing, like you need to also play like a daily story mission because once you play play three daily daily story missions or whatnot, heroic story missions, you'll actually get um, another powerful Ingram. There's a whole system of ways to get powerful Ingrams that are, it is really easy. I still don't have the achievement for a nightfall or a raid or leveling up the other two characters. Also, I use one of those tokens where mm-hmm. you can speed level person up. Doesn't count for the achievement. Piss no, me off. Not. Now I have to delete that character and yeah. start over. I ran into that same thing because I was trying to do that for my for my Titan because I just wanted to pop the trophy and call it a day. I don't play only play only to the warlock. So I did the same thing because they gave you one free. I was like, oh cool, I can just level up my Titan, get these things, and not call it a day. Nope, not at all. It's like this. Yeah, that broke my heart. Yeah. Well, so with that, kill Aldrin. Kill Aldrin. Go ahead that's, and do that. That's so my that next So I can spoil some stuff for you. I can't wait. But my next show, my next show, I should be that far. Because he's okay. like, is he one mission after you kill those all those sergeant guys? Uh, Maybe one or two? So. Okay. Maybe one or two. I think after you kill them, you do go after him. I can't remember if there's any more stuff before it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the funny part about, about this game is that every week something new has happened since the game has come out for the most part. So like every week there's more story added on to the game. Um so you're gonna finish the campaign, but like you're nowhere near the end of the story. There's so much other stuff. Like I know, I know Seth just said that he had finished and he felt like the end was kind of a letdown, but I like you need to you need to keep going because there's more that explains that ending. It's really only like act two. So there's more. And as far as Destiny 3 is concerned, I, I Bungie split with the Activision. So I don't know if there's going to be a, a, a Destiny 3. They may do that just to try to start fresh, but I think the game is going to be drastically different. I'm praying that since they actually get to keep the IP, that they will roll everything from D2 into D3, if there's a D3, as well as stuff from D1. My wish would be that they that they do something like they call like Destiny Rebirth or something like that, and it incorporates everything from D one and D two, all that content, and then they have whatever their expansion is, but they don't actually number it. There's no need to to do numbers on a game like this. Like literally, just call it Destiny. There's there was no need to ever have numbers, but I digress. There's no need to go into all that right now. All right. Well, anything you're working on, you got coming in the pipeline? Uh, other than just trying to backlog and blog what I'm what the, what I'm feeling about the game. So uh, I want to finish Spider-Man this weekend and then get up on the uh, our Patreon site. My thoughts on the game, not necessarily review, just how I feel about it. Not going to give it a number or score or anything like that because I feel like those are you know irrelevant. I'm just going to give you my thoughts on the game. Other than that, that is all that I am working on. But I did want to let you know. The LaCroix tastes like it was made by a society in which flavor is the scarcest natural resource. <laughs> I love it. Um, for me, I have a couple little things I've been working on. Uh, two writing projects. One main project 
Um, and I'm actually, when we go off air, I'm going to be telling you about the main one because uh, I think we're ready to do this. So be on the lookout for that. Um, it's Basically, it's Coach Mo getting really stupid, and I'm very excited to share it with, it with you guys. So hopefully by next week, we can uh, get that rolled out. Um, but I don't want to say too much because I found I have a pet peeve. I'm not, I'm not normally a pet peeve guy. Um, most things kind of roll off my back. But I really don't like when people tell me they're going to do something they don't. It's been happening a lot the last couple of weeks. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Yeah, that, that makes me a little upset. So I don't want to do that to you folks. Uh, other than that, I'm playing a little bit of Madden, playing some 2K, playing some live. Uh, actually, I had an awesome conversation with some folks over at EA about ways they can fix NBA Live, WNBA franchise mode online. Yeah, if you do that, I guarantee three people will play at least 10 years. You, me, and Dan. I was like, I guarantee it. Okay. It'll be my Las Vegas Aces dominating the WNBA frontier. I don't know about that. Mm hmm. Age Wilson. My Sparky Wilson. Kelsey Plum. Kayla McBride. Phenomenal. That's all I got to say. That's like, you know, a couple of years. That's not, that's not forever. They're, they're going to get old and retire. Age <laughs> <laughs> is the rookie of the year from last year. So even if we play 10 seasons, I guarantee I've got her. Sorry, so. I'm gonna I'm a lure her away with the look at the trade offer. <laughs> <laughs> if I trade Adrian Wilson away, I'm the dumbest owner in, in WBA history. Like, there are certain people you don't trade away. <clears throat> I'm talking to you, Chicago Sky. How did you let Elena Dillon leave? That was the dumbest thing anyone's ever done in basketball. That's like letting Kobe go to the Clippers. Like, literally, that's how dumb it would have been. I mean, you know it's what the same organization that let Jordan walk. So. Go over the, oh, wow. Wow. Just saying. That's tough. All right. So with that, uh, we hope you loved this very eclectic show. Uh, got a little political. Got a little religious. Things I don't think we normally ever do. Right. Got a little goofy. Got some WMEA in. So what more could you ask for? Our sponsor for this show was LaCroix, the drink that doesn't give you anything. Literally, it gives you <laughs> nothing. Not flavor, not taste, not calories. You're drinking air water. Awesome. So with that, we love you, family, and it's game over. (laughs) Shut up and sit down. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.